So, um, so Catherine, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Russia and if to be precise, from Siberia. My hometown is very close to Mongolia and China. It's called Ulan-Ude. It's the capital of Republic of Buryat. <laughs> wow. No, it sounds very complicated, but it's not. We're we're part of Russia, so just Siberian. Siberian. Yeah. So and but you yeah. live in New Zealand right now? Yes. Like yeah. how did that come about? Well, it's been 10 years since I moved to New Zealand. It's my home now and how it happened. So I never really felt that I wanted to stay in Russia since I was a teenager. Always wanted to move somewhere. And I had this like romantic idea to move somewhere like Cuba and just spend some time there. But it was very romantic, but not very sustainable idea. Then I think New Zealand and Canada used to be or probably still the most popular immigration countries for Russians. Mm -hmm. Just easier i mean comparing to other countries in the world it's kind of easier to move and immigrate to new zealand or canada and when i looked at canada what put me put me off the climate Mm -hmm. because it's very similar where i'm from and new zealand sounded amazing and it was actually my ex-partner he's also siberian who had this idea about New Zealand and he was so obsessed with New Zealand. Honestly, he couldn't like stop talking about it. All our friends were like a bit tired of (laughs) talking about New Zealand. So when we met, I think I really loved the idea and we started saving together and everything. So we moved together to New Zealand. And this is 10 years ago. Yeah. 10 years ago. Wow. And so where in New Zealand? Auckland. Oh, you're in Auckland, yeah? We actually, we were planning to move to Christchurch, but the earthquake happened, I think, just before we bought our tickets and we changed our plans because we really, uh, when we were doing a research, we kind of liked Christchurch a lot and then everything changed. So yeah, tell me we, then, um, was like photography a part of your life back then, Catherine? No, <laughs> I mean, I've always taken photos on some level, but it wasn't professional. Mm. I didn't have professional ca- cameras since uh, before I moved to New Zealand. Yeah, it all started in New Zealand. I think it was kind of inevitable, but because I'm a very visual person. And of course, it started from landscapes and people in landscapes and all this. Then I moved to like fine arts photography, played there a little bit tried a bit of fashion, did one fashion week, in New, like New Zealand Fashion Week. And then I met Olga. I was actually modeling for her on a commercial shoot. Olga is a um, founder, like we, we both are founders of Wild and Grace. And yeah, and then I met Olga and we became friends. And then we shot a couple of weddings together just as a, I think it was, uh, as a favor for a friend or something. And then we kind of enjoyed it. And it was it was interesting because it's not easy for creative people to share space. Mm. But we found it easy being around each other and taking photos together. Yeah. And then it kind of escalated into 
a business, a wedding photography business, and and I've been doing my creative projects on the side. So you've got your own wedding photography business? Yeah, which it's is funny because I always see all your personal stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Because I don't really advertise on my page uh, wedding photography because I, I just don't want people to have mixed ideas of that I'm doing everything. You know, mm-hmm. you just it's quite a different direction. Also, I'm kind of dialing it down at weddings at the moment and invest more time into my creative projects. So I want to dive in, yeah. Catherine, into your creative projects and like yeah. what I've fallen in love with over the years of watching your stuff and yeah, how unique it is. It's like super inspiring for me to see. And I'll jump into your wedding stuff because I actually, like I said, haven't haven't seen much of it. Tell me about like that whole contrast between like the the wedding work you're a very visual person so like the wedding work versus the personal work and how you kind of manage the balance of creativity a lot of creators that I speak to that have like a a very strong foundation like you do with your personal projects find it very difficult to kind of transfer that over to weddings and they kind of have the weddings to be more or less like the you know the breadwinner the money maker and then Mm -hmm. be able to release like very centrically on their personal projects. Do you feel the same way? Totally. Yeah. I think it was one of the reasons why eventually I kind of moved more into my creative projects and into uh, my personal photography thing because I couldn't actually fulfill my creative vision within wedding photography, unfortunately. Mm. I mean, you can you can go you, you can do some creative stuff but it's it's all about people right it's not about you it has to be like you have to find a balance where you realize that it's someone else's wedding day so you are there for them not for yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> and i think in terms of photography i'm quite selfish and i love being in control and i think this is how I just fulfill this like frustration with my creative projects. So, yeah. I mean, I love people, weddings are great, but I, I feel like I can't really do as much as I wish. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It, it is so true. The um, So jumping into your personal work and stuff, because that's the thing that got me touching base with yourself, Catherine, but like jumping into... Mm-hmm what you're doing now with your personal work now is this kind of like uh, i see you like shooting for like brands and stuff like that you've got models and and they seem very yeah thoughtful ideas it's not just like hey we'll just go for a walk with someone it seems like a very thoughtful idea every shoot that you attend is it something that's bringing money in or is it more of just an expression of yourself how much hands-on approach do you have and like where do you come up with those ideas as well hmm Oh, well, I would say 70% of my personal work are just for pleasure. And some of them are paid, maybe like 30%. Mm-hmm. But like most of them, most that you've seen on my page, just things that I organized with my friends, creative friends, like my a very good friend of mine, Ruth Barron, she's an incredible makeup artist and she's doing flower arrangements on people's bodies and faces. <laughs> yeah, she's very talented. And I was lucky to meet her on one of the shoots that I organized maybe four years ago. 
and this is how we caught up together and since then creating together and I think it's it was a matter of finding a good team and people who are inspired by your ideas and they're happy to um, in, invest their time and energy and their creative vision into your projects and it's always a collaboration as you said it does feel it's thoughtful or I don't know pre-planned because it is actually pre-planned and so generally with, with these ideas that you're coming out with, like are they stemming from your thoughts first? Like say it is, I don't know, like how, how does the seed grow? Like I know a lot of photographers, even myself, like I, I love personal work, but I find it very difficult to plant that seed to come up with that creativity, to come up with the shoot, then to kind of execute on the shoot. So like how's that seed growing with you? Is it just a thought and then you kind of manifest that with the team? It's funny, this question how it happens because okay can you tell me like if i ask you like do you get inspired often or like if you get inspired like what do you feel well do i get inspired often yeah that's a hard one again yes and no yeah. right like yeah yeah i do looking at outside work a lot of the time not personally with my own projects because i don't mm-hmm. generally do too many personal projects but looking at stuff like for example like yourself i'm looking at right now this inspires me like that makes me want to go and do something and see the mountains. And, and so that definitely inspires me. It makes me feel, yeah, like I want to create. Yeah. Yeah. So this is it. So once you feel the inspiration might come from someone else's work, it's um, mostly from art for me. I, I love nature. It might come from nature, but mostly I get inspired by films, music, a lot or paintings it's i think three things that i get inspired Mm. the most from and when i get inspired it might be just a song i heard on the radio and i i would play it all day and then i just feel an urge to do something about the feeling i have inside me like it just i just can't help it Mm. I have this feeling that I need to do something with it. I need to express it somehow. So I sit down, usually write my thoughts down. Then while I'm writing or listening to the song, I have some visuals in my mind. I know it just sounds very <laughs> like a tripping or something, <laughs> but <laughs> but you do. I do usually have like visuals in my mind and some ideas coming into my mind. And then... I either share it with my friends, creatives I want to work with. I put a mood board together or a little brief that guys, we're going to just like photograph a swan in the middle of dry grass. I don't, I don't know, just something mm. like mm. that, you know, covered in flowers or some more conceptual ideas like I did with chairs and um, the other one, the first one I did with Robin Smith and Robin really helped me with the props and art direction. We put lots of furniture on the on the beach, um, the windows and doors and everything, created a little set. So sometimes I have these ideas and I share with people I want to work with and then it's es- escalating because they add something from themselves and it inspires them to do something cool, I don't know, with the model or with the set or 
don't know, they have an idea about location straight away. So it's a it's always collaboration unless it's a self-portrait because you probably have seen I, I yeah. do do lots of self-portraits because sometimes this urge to create, I can't deal with it. I can't bear with it. So mm. I have to do something about it like straight away. And I, I just take self-portraits at home. That's so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. No, I love it. And I'm looking at the yeah. photo right now as well of the lady on the on the beach with the door frames and, and the luggage. Like, do you feel as though, Catherine, that the team really like, it's it sounds like a, yeah, like you said, a collaboration. So when you have the seed, it grows, it manifests, it comes to ideas, you write those ideas down. Do you feel like the team is a vital part of like execution? Because a lot of us have ideas. Okay. They kind of come in and then they go, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Team, like totally, totally. Of course you can't, you can't put it all together without a great team. And also the energy people bring to, to your project. It's, it's so important. Like for me, I mean, I can do self-portraits are great, but it's mostly because I kind of have no choice. I have to do them <laughs> because um, this, I don't know, itchy mm. feeling that I have to, I have to take a photo now and I don't have a model in my wardrobe or anywhere <laughs> so I can't use yes and I'm just using whatever I find and implement it into photos but what I do feel much more fulfilled and happy when it's a project on a bigger scale involving other people because it's amazing seeing mm. how your idea grows into something bigger and other people creating with you and we're all exchanging and bouncing the energy of each other. It's a, it's pretty incredible experience. And also knowing that they're all kind of doing it for free mm. on my projects. I don't pay, I don't pay models. I don't pay uh, makeup artists. I don't pay anybody. They're just happy to play together. And it's a lot when people just happy to give their time it's amazing. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, I, lo I love working with people and team is super important. And hopefully uh, in the future, I'm going to have a more stable and uh, maybe bigger team. Uh, I can work on a um, regular basis. Do you ever feel, Catherine, when you do your personal projects and when you, when you started out, because I know you've done a lot now, but like, do you ever feel that the execution was like a, a you know, I don't like using the word, but like failure, I guess, like it wasn't what your, you had thought it would become. Have you ever had that experience? Yes, of course. Also, because uh, eventually when you've done a handful of projects, your expectations are growing, your ambitions are growing. And, and at some point you hit the wall, you realize that you keep doing the same thing or this exact the same thing that you were happy about i don't know two months ago you're not happy anymore like you, you you it's not yeah so when you hit the ceiling you realize okay i grew <laughs> mm. now i need to expand this space or just walk out of this room and i don't know build another room so you i think these projects they as you say that projects you are not happy about they are very important because they actually i would say indicators in your career or in your 
path where you indications of growth. So after this project, you're going to grow mm. much more than is if you were happy and fully fulfilled with the result, you know? So I think it's always like that with even mistakes or, For sure. or stagnation. Mm. Do you reckon, do you believe that like this creative process that you go through and, and execution on the photographs plays a vital role of transferring over to even your wedding work, like having upskilling your wedding work as a creative as well? Oh yeah, totally. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And also because it's two of us in the team, Wild and Grace, we always push each other. Like we've been pushing each other and it's great to have someone else's feedback. I, I bet it's, it's, it is hard when you work on your own, but you ha- when you have a partner uh, in business, it's, it's great to exchange with opinions or feedbacks and it helps to grow faster. Mm. So yeah, sometimes we would give each other critique or we talk, uh, we will just talk how sometimes it's, uh, it's actually very good to talk about how much we've grown over years and what we would like to achieve to get like as a creative sense. And it might be very different things. I would want one thing and Olga would want other thing, but it's always nice to have someone to share and then bounce of each other and then push each other a little bit. Mm. Yeah, no, I think it's a beautiful thing. I think it's a pretty lonely uh, industry when you're just working from your own little computer yeah. in your own home. And yeah, sometimes your thoughts can be your, your biggest nightmare, right? Because you can't get them off your chest or yeah, like you said, bounce ideas with people and just be like, why is this not working? Like, yeah, what, yeah, what should yeah. we do? I think it's really special. So- does it right, happen you go, to Catherine. you because because it's um it's two of you in lithium as well only you... just since january so yeah ah. prior to that like for like five years it was just me solo running the business and doing everything and yeah long story short i like yeah i was just like man this is not sustainable like i i love speaking to people and like i want to give someone else an opportunity to be like write and make of it with me and take off a lot of my workload so i wish i did it five years ago i wish i started with someone, but like, I'm so happy now because I have that value system where I'm like, man, this is, this is amazing. Like this year. Yeah. I think it's just beautiful. And, and hearing other people being open to other people's ideas and not having like an ego attached that it's got to be like, boom, this way. Like that's such a beautiful yeah. thing. Right? You do learn that because if you work on your own, you don't have like other people's, per- like other perspectives. 100%. And- and yeah, you're, you're right. And it's very dangerous to grow a big ego where you can't really bear with critique or other people's feedback. I always say there's like this thing where you can't zoom out when you're in the mix. Like, you know, like, I don't know, like, you you know, turning the weddings over and it's just like, you think your way's the right way. And then you get an outside opinion and they're like, whoa, like, couldn't you have done that better? Or wouldn't you have stepped here for better light? Or like, why did you do that? That kind of doesn't fit with the story. And then you just, you know, look back and you're just like, man, I wish I zoomed out of that story and kind of like mm-hmm. step back and and now this opinion can come on board or come off board. But I want to say just quickly, just on an implementable thing photographers can do now, Catherine, because like when all the people that are going to be listening to this episode, they're going to jump straight on your personal project and I guarantee they're going to be wow, just like I was years ago. But like, I know a lot are going to be inspired from seeing your work as well. 
So what's something like you recommend that photographers could do, especially if they are wedding photographers? We spoke about that transition of creativity, but what's something they could do to spark the interest of a personal project? Yeah, that's a very good question, actually. <laughs> I never had to ask this question myself because I was mm. like, I always had this, as I said before, an urge to do something about how I feel about when I get inspired or by someone else's art. I just need to do something with this feeling. I used to, uh, when I was um, back in Russia, I used to write songs and poems. And this is how I would express myself. And in New Zealand, I kind of switched to visuals. I think just my advice would be just do something, just something simple, mm. because you can't, <laughs> even if you want to, it might be possible, but your first project can't be huge. Yeah. It can be something little. It can be a collection or a series of pictures of dry leaves or, I don't know, something that you can do and find joy doing it. I don't know, just something very small, like just just do something, take a picture or write your thoughts down when you get inspired. I think it's just more about an action rather than just thinking or, I don't know. It's, it's hard for, for me to advise, to be honest, because it's never been a question mm. for me. Mm. Yeah. I think, um, I think you nailed it there, right? Do something. Yeah, yeah do something. Yeah. Like literally just take your camera. If you want to do photography projects, yeah. take your camera and take some photos of something that you, you feel uh, like you feel fulfilled from. I don't know. It just some Just do something, literally. And with your personal projects, after it, you asked me, do I feel inspired? By like stuff like this, like, do you feel inspired by the end product of your personal projects? Oh, do I feel inspired by my own project? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I think it's more like a release. Yeah. I do feel, I sometimes, very rarely, I do feel proud, but it's very rare. I still, to be honest, like even talking to you and you messaging me and expressing your interest in my work, it's so big and I, I still feel I don't really deserve. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really deserve that because I'm still learning. I'm still, I mean, For I sure. know what I'm doing, but it's still, I'm on my way. Mm. I think it's only the beginning of my journey. Yeah. I love that. Yes. Being obviously humble, hey. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, I'm not Dali who was, confident and he, mm. who thought that he was genius when he was since he was little yeah <laughs> so uh, i'm not that so i don't have this kind of confidence and i i just need to uh, for me i'm a just an ordinary person who is trying to do things that i really enjoy and i share it with other people and it's very nice when i hear feedback and it it's actually becoming a joy for other people it's great but i don't know if i get inspired by my own work mm. it just it's just a release i i've done it this is it this is the end. and it doesn't really belong to me anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i love that i want to go back um quick little story i had like narav patel like i was 
chatting to him, you know, Narav Patel. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Beautiful art. Like, yeah. Amazing. Inspiring and stuff for me as well. Like when I'd see his work, I was super inspired. So I reached out and had um, a couple of like coaching or mentoring or whatever you want to call it sessions with him. And it was real funny because he said something so similar, Catherine. He's like, you know, he's like, what do you feel? Like, would you, are you inspired? And I was like, dude, not at all. Like, I, I feel like I, I have a business that's like has the systems in place. And he's like, you know, like he goes, man, I've got a wedding photography business. I don't feel inspired by that. And people think I'm this crazy creative, but like my weddings, like I can create at weddings, but I can really create for my personal projects. And that's why you reached out to me. Hey, Ryan, I was like, yeah. And then he goes, dude, like, because I said, man, what can I do? Like I've tried coming up with like film projects and 30 rolls of film in 30 days and like photographing homeless and photographing the streets and like none of it like was sustainable for me. And he was like, you're looking too big. Like you're trying to come up with a photo book on day one. Yes. Simplify it. And he's like, and he said something real important, which I, I mentioned to the photographers I was teaching last week in Tasmania. He's like, go get an Airbnb, find a friend who would like to model and just have fun, put on some music and just like, create in that Airbnb and allow her and her partner or just her to stay there for the weekend. And like, you don't even have to walk in with an idea, but walk in with like an open mind. And that I look back now and the first one I did was like two, three years ago. And I still love those photos. And I feel like that was like the practice before the game, which was like the weddings, because it gave me that freedom to like play. And I didn't walk in with like this we look at your personal projects and they're very thoughtful because you've, you've gone through those processes where you're getting it out and you're collaborating with the team. But I know a lot of creators like myself think we've got to have this whole like system in place and the creatives next to us. But it, like you said, I mean, it could be just dry leaves on the ground, right? Or a self-portrait. Like how easy is that? Set up the tripod and you're on. Yes. And oh my God, I love your story. Thank you for sharing. And I think the main the key was that you were playing. I think we shouldn't forget when we pull like projects together or I don't know, even when we're taking pictures for work, commercial work or weddings, we shouldn't lose this a sense of joy and play. Mm. Like once, once we're on this kind of play mode, we are much lighter and we see things differently and we actually allow ourselves to be a bit more fun, you know? Yep. Just to have having fun, not feeling pressure that you have to create a genius portrait mm. that's going to hang in the art gallery <laughs> of Auckland. But yeah, just play and do it for your joy and for fun. And then you actually will feel more connected to your work mm. when you look at it because mm. you remember how much fun it was. That's beautiful. Yeah. I, I, I want to stay just quickly on this. Again, like I don't really know where this question is going to go, but with your editing and like color grading, for me, it like comes up like the one word is just like timeless. Like it just, everything looks like it's supposed to look. How much of a hands-on um, approach do you have with like your color grading, your editing, even some of your photos, you, you know, you may be, but I'm like, is that film? Is that digital? that's super nice those black and white so and then this i'm looking at skin and i'm just like man that is like that inspires me looking at the colors so tell me about that process for you oh colors are very important to me i'm influenced by van gogh a lot and he was obsessed with colors i think he at, at some point he he was 
calling himself a colorist or something mm. because he was so great with colors. And I'm, and I think colors are one of the most important. If if my work is in color, this means that colors are a big part of of the mm. idea and like ex- like my self expression. I know what you're saying about the technical because it has to be technical right yes. <laughs> it can be just yeah. emotional oh my god i love these colors and then this is how just it happens. all <laughs> yeah it just happened <laughs> it's not just intuition or something of course mm. it is about i bet you talked about it with uh sai uh, more it's about your creative diet and what you look at and what you feed your eyes with so it is important to make sure that you calibrate your eyes to the picture that you want to achieve at the end. So that's why I I love paintings and I get inspiration for colors, mm. especially colors from paintings, especially the classical paintings. And in terms of technique, I do think about colors and tones beforehand. So when I pre-plan a shoot, mm. so it's color of clothes, skin color, uh, color flowers everything so you, you kind of you don't have to deal with with it in post-production so it's all so easy to <laughs> yeah. to process yeah and i think it's it's a big compliment that you um actually find some of my work feeling like mm. but i wish i you i could i mean i used film more but i don't really photograph on film cameras mm-hmm. My partner, he's more into film photography. He has a mania. And he bought me a little Canon film camera, which unfortunately uh, is broken at the moment. So I can't really play with it. But in terms of uh, if we're coming back to editing and all of this, it took time. So when I look at my very old work, I, I can see that I grew a lot because... I had no idea what I was doing. And you have to learn some tools, like how to play with tones, like, or I also believe if you shoot in a way that if you know how to take a picture, if you know how to use the light in a way that will give you the right result, then you don't really need much editing. Mm, Post production is not, yeah, it's not really essential because some of my photos they didn't really need much color grading or anything Mm. it was actually funny so i was talking to me about this catherine last week and i was like talking about like changing the look of like wedding work and he's like dude you're overthinking it he's like you'll still photograph in the same light you'll still you know like have the same composition changing a slider up and down a little bit, like no one's going to notice except for you. And he's like, mm. unless you start shooting a completely different light, let's he goes, look on the opposite and shoot in completely different light and keep your standard coloring. Everyone will notice a huge difference. So he's like, because you understand light and you use it in a certain way, the colors don't mean matter as much as you ever think they will, which I thought was a beautiful, easy analogy, right? Totally, totally. If you know how to use light, then like you all sort it. I mean, it's pretty, mm. pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, like if you if you look at um what the uh, fine art wedding photography in Europe, yeah, they're all using 
soft against yes. the sunlight. This is how they get almost like washed out colors, yes. very soft skin tones and everything like almost like peachy, peachy pink. And, and unfortunately in New Zealand, we don't really have that sun. <laughs> I'm not sure about Australia, but in New Zealand, the sun is super harsh. So you don't get this beautiful haze during the day. Yes. No, we're the same. <laughs> we're the same. Yeah. We have to work with different light. And this is why I think New Zealand, Australian, our wedding photography looks so dramatic. For sure. There's a lot more yeah. contrast and yeah, a lot more pop, I think. The um saying on like yeah. just just simply because I know the listeners are gonna want to know, like camera wise, like what are you using for your personal work? Is it different to your business, wedding photography work, like camera systems and yeah. No, no. I've been using Canon 5D Mark III for last seven years, I think. So I didn't really change anything. I did recently buy Canon R6, but I didn't really shoot any personal projects on it yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, only work because it's great in low light and I do shoot a lot in low light for work. So it's a great camera (laughs) for that. To be honest, some of my self-portraits are done on phone. So it doesn't really, for me, it doesn't really matter. For sure. It just, it's more, for me, it's a matter of uh, comfort so i i do feel comfortable with my mark three canon mark three and now it's easy actually to uh, move to r6 because the menu and everything is kind of the same for sure it's more about finding your comfort tools and if any camera can work i mean it's more about a uh, person behind the camera 100 than yeah yeah i mean i bought like the r5 and all that jazz and i literally like it was there next to my old like one i think my other camera has like one million five hundred thousand shutter frames or something like it's like a beaten up beast and like i remember (laughs) sitting at a wedding and i was just like i just couldn't pick up the r5 i just went back to the old thing that like cuts out halfway through reception or saying like and just the optical viewfinders all cracked. I was just like, I don't know, you know, like it's like that thing that you've used so often. Yeah. And I always say like, it's just that different type of hammer. And if you're a builder, like one hammer doesn't build a house better than another hammer. Like it's, it's just a hammer. Like one might be faster technically, but I mean, if a builders knows how to use a hammer, I mean, they can build a house, right? Yeah. And also, yes, some cameras are great. Or like, especially film cameras, if you look at some vintage uh, models that Mm. give you amazing results, I know with grain or the depth of field, it's also about lenses, but like the quality is amazing. And if you want to achieve this kind of feel or this kind of result, yes, it's, it makes sense to use particular camera. But overall, as you said, doesn't doesn't really matter what what camera you use. For example, there is a great example. Peter Lindbergh, he used to use film cameras almost all his career. And then he actually switched to digital without even looking back. He did shoot on film cameras, he did. But most of his work, the latest work were done on uh, digital cameras and he was saying that's great like i don't have to change the mm. negatives or you know it's just uh, the roles and it's much easier of course he felt sentimental about film for sure film photography 
he was actually uh, was disappointed in digital photography only. Uh, the one thing that he didn't like that it was too sharp yeah. and too pre- too precise. Where if you make mistake, it's just like so narrow. Whereas in hello, sorry, I'm back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and he was saying that in film photography you have this beautiful blur or if something not in focus it's kind of beautiful anyway mm. whereas in digital you kind of don't have this ethereal feeling it's very precise it's sharp <laughs> it delivers <laughs> you know? 100%. Yeah. yeah yeah it's it's interesting with the way technology is going right now right like i mean those new cameras like the R5 and all the Sonys, it's like, you don't even have to, I mean, you still got to think if you want to create, but like to just document things, like you literally can hold a button and follow someone's eye. I don't know. It just feels weird. Like it just seems so accurate that you can just take 10,000 photos and have all 10,000 perfect. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, super sharp. It's- like there's not much thought process, I think. I know. And it's uh, at some point I was actually a bit, I don't know. I had a weird feeling that my camera was smarter than me. And when I picked up R6 and I I photographed my first night shoot work and I was like, oh my God, I don't even adjust anything. It just does things for me. And it's like, doesn't need me. Almost like it doesn't mm. need me. It's so, <laughs> so weird. I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah. No, I know what you mean though. Like we were speaking about this in Tasmania last week with all the the attendees, and like it's funny because like more. I mean, just going away from the personal stuff, more to the commercial and business stuff and weddings in particular. But like because technology has gone so crazy, it gives people way easier entry into photography, right? Especially wedding photography. I mean, if you know where to be, you understand light, you can document a wedding pretty well and if you know how to direct people as well but like one one attendee like come up to me at lunch and was like man like i feel as though i can buy like you know whatever the the newest technology is now and give it to someone off the streets run through a crash course and they could shoot a wedding the next day and i was like they can't be you though you know like obviously there's that objection but he's so right he was so right i was like man like and he was shooting an old like i think he had a 5d mark two or three and he was like i I don't feel like I should move forward. And I'm like, man, you don't have to if you don't want to. But he said, I feel like I'm going to be left behind by people that are not even thinking about things like the bride walks down the aisle and I, the photographer, the latest technology can get 200 perfect photos that the bride's like, this is amazing. And he's like pretty much hard manual focusing, pretty much like sweating, trying, you know, like he's working with the cameras a lot more hands-on. And I'm like, yeah, there's mm-hmm. a time when you have to move with things that are happening. But also a time when you've, you know, you don't just keep need to follow in the trend, but when you need to be aware of how easy entry is now into getting photos in focus. Like, I mean, if you can't get a photo on focus on an R5 or R6, like, I mean, you probably don't have it turned on, right? Like, it's pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's almost a shame because if photography used to be a thing where people, as you say, with my project, it's all pre-planned and yeah. blah, blah, but photography used to be a pre-planned event. Like you would pre-plan everything and you had to be more precise with the shots you wanted to take because you only have like, I don't know, 36 or even sure. like 12, 12 shots. Very thoughtful way. Be, yeah, very thoughtful. You, you know your settings. You actually learn a lot about light, mm. about composition 
Whereas now it's so instant. People don't think as much when they take pictures and it almost feels like a fast food generation in photography. But as you said, we shouldn't be these old people who sure. uh, talks about young generation being not as good and not as thoughtful as we used to be. <laughs> yeah, of course, we. there should be a balance. For sure. And I think there's like, there's no right decision which way you go, whether you're chasing technology to make your life easier, but still being a thoughtful creative or, you know, sticking to the old cameras and maybe slugging through a bit harder physically on a wedding day. Do you know what I mean? I think, um, yeah, Mm. there's, I always go back to like, yeah, paintings or building, like you can't pick up a paintbrush and just create like a masterpiece of art. There's no changing what a paintbrush will do. Uh, unless totally. you do it right, but yeah. a camera and technology is like, I, I just think in like ten years time, imagine like, I don't know, who knows where where it's going to go. But it's beautiful that you have this like personal project stuff that you, that we see today, because this is very an expression of yourself. Like, there's it doesn't matter what system you're using, like that. Like I said, this is the reason why I reached out and I'm super grateful like to have a chat to yourself and learn about your process. I mean, you got me inspired, like literally in front of me right now. It just has like personal project because it's like (laughs) we get so caught up if we got a busy business, right? And it's like, yeah, to be able to express your your feelings or just hire an Airbnb and get a friend along and have drinks and get some cool photos. Like that's pretty special. Yes, totally. Thank you so much, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for coming yeah. on, Catherine. I'll um I'll link out to like your personal stuff. I haven't even checked out your wedding stuff, so I'm sure it's going to be incredible with Olga. So I'll link out to all your Instagram and stuff like that. Now I've got one one other question for you. With yeah, your personal yeah. work, do you think you ever sell prints of your own personal work? I've been thinking about it for a while. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I probably will. I just I am figuring out what way I want to go. Do for I want to sure. go just like ex? lose a few prints or just make it more accessible but people have been asking so i I think i think if people ask and it's almost unfair to ignore yeah i might do a little maybe a little series of prints nice in the future the only reason i asked is because i like went on your website i was like man i'd love to have a print from yourself whatever it may be but i have like (laughs) i don't know anyone but like I have like some of Sai's work and some of like other other photographers from Europe that inspire me and I have them like in my office. Sometimes I just look over and I'm like, I mean, there's one from Dylan from the kitchen is over here, which is just two wild like antlers in a massive field, which I look at that and I'm just like, you know, like I had a I had a connection with him, which was our our catch up multiple times. And then I look at that and I'm like, man, I remember that human and I remember how like grateful I am and it inspires me. So, you know, I think your work should be displayed like in people's house. I would love it. Like this is what inspires me. Same as what inspires you is like photo and paintings and like Van Gogh and stuff. But um, absolutely amazing, Catherine. Like, thank you again. Your oh, time. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you so much for inviting me. And it was very nice to chat with you and exchange with um, different thoughts. Thank you. That's, that's cool. 